Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Thought I'd talk about luxury. Like, what is luxury? You know, when I was a kid, I used to think, like, people who lived this luxurious lifestyle were people who drove, like, really fancy cars and lived in these big houses and, you know, trendy clothing, went on vacations a lot, you know, just had a lot of new stuff. I mean, this luxurious lifestyle, right? It's pretty easy to explain. And I think, like, what does it take to have this luxurious lifestyle, you know? Be a rock star or something, right? To have all this money to be able to do that. And so it's wealth, right? Wealth is what you need to have a luxurious lifestyle. So I think, okay, well, we've discussed wealth in this channel. Food, conveniences, pleasures of life. So I thought, okay, food. Like, you know, there's some pretty fancy foods out there, like, you know, caviar, right? If you're eating caviar, that's pretty luxurious. Not too many people get a chance to eat that stuff. So, like, okay. So, if you're eating caviar, that's like a luxury. But then I thought, you know, there's people out there who having a chicken leg would be a luxury. Because they don't get to eat meat. And any kind of meat would be a luxury. So it's like, conveniences. I was able to fly on a plane from Portland to Houston, arrive in just a few hours. I mean, that's a pretty cool convenience, you know. But when you have a good buddy like George Gammon who buys you a first-class ticket, well then, getting through security, you know, being able to get on the plane first, got these big cushy seats with lots of leg room, and food's better, they treat you nice. pretty comfortable it's a luxury the outcome's the same like you know you still you know you still arrive at the same place at the same time but the comfort level of having the first class ticket it's pretty nice luxury and so I just think like the pleasures of life in general like just like if you go to you know, going anywhere, doing anything, you get to enjoy the place that much more if you have, like, the capabilities of enjoying that luxury. Like, maybe, you know, when you go to visit a new area, like, taking guided tours, so to speak. You know, these are, instead of just, like, walking around town, I mean, these are luxuries that enhance the the comfort level of, of your experience. Now, the reason why I bring it up is because after reading Cantillon's theory and the way a lot of people say it is Cantillon 
the Cantillian effect. But after reading the three chapters of increasing and decreasing money, Cantillon has one thing or one conclusion to it all. And that is, as that new money enters the system, it has a particular path that that things go down. And ultimately what happens is, is that as that new money enters the system, what a lot of people want to say is the Cantillon effect, is that the people who have first access to that money, they get to spend it at face value. But then as it enters the system, prices go up. And then the people who are at the end of the line, the people who have last access to that money, they end up having the worst effect of it because they are paying for prices that have gone up in price due to the new money coming in. But he doesn't end it there. He talks more deeply into what happens. And now, what eventually ends up happening is is that it drives out the inhabitants. The people at the bottom, when their lifestyle doesn't increase, they bail out and they go find another place to be. Meanwhile, the people who still have access to that money, well, they still want to live their life. And they want to enjoy the lifestyle that they have increased with the new money. And so as the prices move up, they start seeking out foreign trade to start bringing in at that cheaper level. You see what's happening here? If this continues, which in Cantillon's um, essay, he was relating it to a silver mine. So as that silver mine continues to produce money, and it still goes into the people, the miners, the mine, the people, the miner, the miners hire, all the artisans, all the you know everybody who's involved. As they are increasing their lifestyle, driving out the which is seeking in the uh, foreign manufacturing, it's driving out the domestic manufacturing. And the more it continues, the worse it gets. And what Cantillon says, or Cantillon, what Cantillon says is that it all inevitably ends in poverty. Okay? Now, when you go and read how it is that it ends in poverty, because it doesn't make any sense. It would be like, okay, so... Because it says it's not just a silver mine. Like, you could literally be a country that manufactures too much. If you can believe that, it actually imports more than it exports, which would seem like it's a really good deal. The only problem is, is that you start importing more than you export. The people who are importing start making a lot of profit. When you start making a lot of profit, you want to spend that profit on increasing your lifestyle. As you increase your lifestyle, the prices start to increase. As the prices increase, foreign manufacturing starts to compete. And then all of a sudden... You have more and more foreign manufacturing, and if the trade balance ends up increasing, then you end up exporting all your money as all this foreign goods start coming in. Continues on, and the only thing you have left are the people who have the access to that money and poverty. If you turn off the access to the money, you have nothing but misery and poverty left. 
Think about this, guys. Read Cantillon's essay. Now, part of the things that you can tell is that it's coming to the end, or it's coming to this system is obvious, or I, should, I keep calling it a system. It's not a system. When you know this effect, this Cantillon effect is really going in, in that particular direction, think about it. The inhabitants leave. There's nobody to work. There's nobody who wants to go to work. And I mean, truck drivers don't want to drive. There's, you know, there's no wait, wait staff down at the restaurants. Nobody wants to work. Well, yeah, it's because all this money that's floating around, all this, you know, printed money that's coming in, it's driving people into luxuries. So they don't want to work. They want to increase their lifestyle and they want foreign goods to come in. They don't want foreign goods. They just want cheap goods. But this is part of the effect of the Cantillian effect. That's why you see so much homelessness and you see so many people who don't want to work. It's because it's driving out the inhabitants and everybody's moving into luxury or poverty. And as it continues, people are going to seek out ever more luxuries. And it's going to create even more poverty. And then eventually, if the whole thing stops having new money come in, that's when everybody ends up landing in poverty. Altogether. Now when you read his essay, he talks about all the different ways that money can come into the system. He talks about, like, the surplus trade... He talks about like a silver mine. He talks about how entrepreneurs and just private money could just come in from like say all over the world. People just all of a sudden they start like just jumping into a particular region and start creating a lot of new money coming in. He talked about how like individuals could be borrowing from foreign nations, bringing in new money. Or how like foreign, foreign people could be buying into government stocks and Shares and stuff like that. I forget exactly how he put it, but he talked about all these different ways that all this new money could come in. And if the new money continues to come in, then it's going to create a situation in which people are going to be seeking out a more luxurious lifestyle. And as they seek out this luxurious lifestyle, it will ultimately be the demise. As it'll drive out domestic manufacturing, bringing in more foreign production driving out the money and creating the wedge gap, the inequality gap. It's scary. It's scary how accurate he is on this stuff. Go read it and check it out and you guys let me know.